0: You're now tuned into Unpunctuated with Precious, where we have lifestyle conversations and guidance based on my own experiences and those shared by others. Thanks for rocking with me today and tuning in for another episode of Unpunctuated with Precious. Look, I can't believe we are 39 days out until the end of the year. It feels surreal. 2020 has been a year that I know happened, but a lot of it has felt like an out of body experience for me. You know, incident after incident, revelation after revelation drama after drama, but one thing I think many of us will be able to say is we've learned a lot. It has been an eye-opening year thus far, at least for me, and irrespective of what you may have been through in 2020, I hope you feel stronger, more informed, and better equipped to go forth and prosper in all areas of your life, right? There's a lot going on all over the world that isn't going to magically disappear on December 31st, 2020, but hopefully you are understanding that time is truly a construct and now is a better time than any to just start doing what it is that you need and what feeds you and what fuels you. So today's episode is May the Force Not Be With You. And yes, that is a play on Star Wars, the movie that I haven't seen. Don't at me. <laughs> I also haven't seen Greece. And just as I say that, I can hear the gasps. But I've seen the whiz, though. And that seems more crucial for the culture than Greece, in my opinion. But I digress. <laughs> this episode's quote is from Mandy Hale. And, is, and it is essentially, if you have to beg someone to be in your life, they don't belong there. That's a whole word. One of my favorite memes is the one that says, if you've got to force it, leave it alone. Relationships, friendships, ponytails, just leave it. And with that in mind, let's get into it. So I'm going to start off by saying that nothing in love should be forced. And if you feel you're begging for the basic minimum, such as honesty and consistency, you really need to be asking yourself if the situation you're in is worth your time. You know, we've all had situations where we have or think we have been in love or madly infatuated with someone. Think back to that time like not much would have stopped you from showing that person you cared and that you were thinking about them. You know, it's really very easy to let someone know they mean something to you, irrespective of what baggage you have or what you're working through or your style or your love language. We all know how to show someone they mean something to us in the way that we feel comfortable. And The effort someone puts in often reflects their level of interest, although I have to caveat that with effort can be relative. and this was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn in the past. I made so many excuses for people and gave reasons as to why they weren't attentive or didn't properly respond to my messages or check in on me or initiate, you know, simple simple, how are you today's or um, really care about the inner workings of my well-being and um, and it was sad and soul destroying. And, you know, until I woke up and I realized that their level of effort in those instances did reflect their interest and how they valued the interaction with me, and that they weren't going to suddenly be interested and committed the way I was willing to be. So I needed to direct my energy elsewhere, and my loyalty needed to be elsewhere. So I started with me. You cannot force someone to love you, and you shouldn't even try. You know, and I'll say black women are burdened with this obligation to be deemed the ride or die, the strong rock, the enduring, the loyal, despite any level of fuckery present in the relationship. Throw that ride or die, unreciprocated burden in the trash. I know a lot of people, when they're talking about, oh, my grandmother's relationship, my mother and father and my auntie, sometimes... When they talk it through and you dig deeper, it's all about how much she endured, how strong she was, how many bricks and mortars she carried on her back alone. And then she was rewarded. You know, that ride or die culture will often get you on a one way ticket to a toxic relationship, devoid of reciprocity. Some of our beloved R&B and hip-hop favourites promote this rhetoric. You know, be the Bonnie to his Clyde. But where did that get old Bonnie, eh? <laughs> with a body full of bullets. That's where And I think, you know what? And I have to, you probably can have to fact check this, but I think she got more bullets than Clyde, if I'm completely honest with you. So that's just trash. <laughs> Reciprocity is key. And if it isn't present in the relationship, it may be a smart move to bounce. You know, a happy relationship shouldn't be a reward for your ability to endure the highest ranks of nonsense and foolery from unhealed individuals. I was having a super interesting conversation with a friend around emotional availability or emotional unavailability and the fact that you can go onto any Twitter feed or Instagram feed and see a guru saying ladies, this is this, and men, this is that, and I remember just saying, you know, it's quite important to differentiate between busy and unavailable, because sometimes people are busy pursuing things that are crucial to their future, um, and we can be like, oh, well, he's not interested, his level of interest reflects his effort, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Um, so, have you ever felt like you were being kept warm while someone was figuring out what better options may come along? They tend to you just enough for you to remain oblivious or somewhat oblivious or unsure of their gain. You're an option, but not their only nor their preferred. So they do the minimum to make you think, you know, you feel you somewhat matter. They never truly make you feel like they have your full attention or that you are significant, but they do just enough. They often play, you know, blame their lack of effort or commitment on their busy schedules. But they're just plain unavailable to you on purpose. And it's so easy to think that there is some magic thing you must do to make them truly see how special you are. But look, special is allowed and unavoidable, you know, albeit subjective. If something's special to you, you are vocal about it, or you are your energy shows. You shouldn't have to concoct plans or put on an act to aid someone in seeing your value. You know, we've all wondered if we were more like this or less like that, would they finally fall head over heels? Maybe, but usually not. There'll always be people who, for some reason or another, are inherently unavailable for healthy relationships, whether it's because they don't want healthy relationships or they don't want to do the inner work or they don't want to seek help or they're in denial about things. No matter how physically there they may. be appear to be their head nor their heart will be committed to the cause and really it's not your place to fix them or figure it out for them you'll find that this will be you know a fruitless venture with little yield and life is unpredictable and we all get busy but there are common courtesies that we all try to extend when it truly matters and when we're trying to build with someone and with this in mind i want to share olivia's story with you guys And she says, Ryan and I were dating, wait, we'd only been on one real date. He even asked me to come back to his place that very night. I declined. I wanted to see what we could be. So I wasn't going to let lust get in the way and put his eagerness down to him being uber attracted to me. So I let it slide. All other dates were held in his very nice apartment. He was attractive, he had all his own teeth, a managerial job, owned his home, drove a decent car and seemed to have no apparent mental ailments. This pretty much deemed him a catch in my book. Ryan and I met online so I felt like until we had the where is this going, what are we conversation it was sensible to assume that he was seeing other people. He probably assumed I was too. I wasn't, but that's less important. He was a busy guy, worked hard, had an active social life. We rarely met when I suggested. He controlled all aspects of our interactions. One thing I noticed was he was always either on his phone or had his phone nearby. Come rain or shine, the phone was in his hand. If a message came through, he would promptly respond. I observed this in his presence. Why then, when I sent a message, he would take an age to respond? I always made a point to message him when I knew he would be having some downtime. So not during work hours, for example, his lack of responsiveness bugged me. He would clearly have seen and read my messages, but decided not to respond until he was ready. When I raised the issue with him in jest, of course, he would strategically turn it on me and played on the common fear women have of not wanting to seem needy or too intense early on in a relationship. I backed off the issue, but it niggled away at me. It turns out he wasn't busy. He was at a phase in his life where he had come out of a long-term relationship and wasn't able to give a damn about anyone but himself. Instead of being clear, he played himself off as busy when in fact he was emotionally unavailable and only periodically physically available. The signs were all there. The irony was, I was the one who was busy but still made time because I thought we had potential and that the chemistry was off the charts. I put aside my pride and rationalised his disregard for me because I was focused on the outcome as opposed to the reality. Good sex, a sense of humour, and witty chemistry can cloud your judgement. He eventually phased me out by not returning my calls and messages. But hey, he did me a favour. You know, I read this and i read this and i read this and i asked a couple of questions around this because people are so afraid to appear needy or to pray you know to appear pressed or thirsty but it's important just to ask questions outright and bluntly what better time to kind of uncover the truth than at the very beginning when you have less to lose We live in the information age where access to people and things is so readily available, even the famous. You know, you can message someone on Instagram or Twitter, you know, letting people know you care or are thinking of them could not be easier. It's now socially acceptable to wish someone a happy birthday on Facebook or just WhatsApp, even if you have their telephone number or they live in the same town as you. You know, we add status updates and friends can check in on us when you post subliminal images, letting them know we aren't all right, you know. Why then do we tolerate people not extending the courtesy of communication and regard when there are so many mediums in which they can do it? So when I talk about the force, I mean, don't chase anyone. Over the last nearly, I'm going to say three years, I've learned firsthand that the right man will see your value. Your worth will be abundantly clear to him from the jump. You don't have to perform, position, or convince him of this. But when I say don't chase, you may be like, I don't chase anyone, that's not how I roll. Do, do, Do you know who I am? But the gag is, the chase doesn't always look and feel like a chase when you're in it. The chase is sometimes endurance. It's taking bs that you wouldn't normally take and when you're fixated on an outcome you know you do that thing where you believe there'll be a reward once the hard part is over it'll all be worth it and the reward being a relationship with the object of your affection when you're chasing or forcing anything it's a clear indicator that you've lost sight of your own self-worth you're craving, affection, regard, love, that might not be freely given or available for that matter. When a man is interested, he will find a way he is comfortable with to truly show you. Although effort may be relative to the individual and their style, you shouldn't be guiding or reminding someone you're worth the effort. It's so exhausting and damaging. And anyone out there who's looking to be married or has been waiting for their guy to pop the question, please remember that ultimatums and threats to leave for that engagement are problematic and will blind you from seeing what's really going on. You know, have you both even had the conversation on why formalizing your relationship in a marriage is important to you or to him? Do you know his stance or fears related to marriage? there could be red flags that if you are successful in coercing him to propose could be detrimental to the relationship and its success and yourself for that matter you know marriage should be a mutual desire for both parties in a relationship not something someone gives to the other person marriage should not feel like he is conceding you know and if you're single and you desire to be married as scary as this may seem be intentional and honest about this I'm not saying on the first date as the way to pause your wine, you stay. I want to be married in two years. (laughs) But if you're dating with intention, be clear. So you're only giving time to those who are aligned and desire the same things. This is the same for desire to, or not, have children. Forcing things creates an imbalance that is really hard to rectify later on in the relationship. When you're the driving force, making, you know, this happened. Things happen in the relationship. You're declaring his worth outweighs yours. It also leaves no room for your efforts to be reciprocated, you know, and then enters your insecurity, self-doubt. You won't ever feel like he's all in because you are the only one rowing the boat to the destination. In my past when I didn't necessarily know my worth, I didn't even recognize myself. I resented the person the force turned me into. The self-loathing just isn't worth it. I had to remember who the heck I was to ensure I didn't stay on the hamster wheel. And in our pursuit of building with someone, we can often forget to check in on how they actually feel. If you're the one always initiating, guiding, arranging everything, how do you actually know he's even committed or cares the way you'd like him to? When you're the driving force... Most unworthy men will take a step back and let you do all the work and even assume you like making all the effort. It may be time to take your foot off the tandem bicycle and see if he was even pedaling with you all along. This isn't game playing, it's, it's a sanity check for yourself that I'd highly recommend. You know, the re- beginning of the relationship is where people often display their best selves. So if that is underwhelming already, It won't get much better, sis. (laughs) No one is worth jeopardizing your self-respect. So if you're making an effort and the relationship or situationship fizzles out, you dodged a bullet. You saved yourself time, heartache, headache, and God knows what else. And I didn't theme this season call off the search for nothing. You know, chasing and forcing things takes the focus off your most important investment you we are at our most attractive when we are living life and we are focused on our well-being you know health mental physical and emotional and we are pursuing a better life as our best selves water seeks its own level so if you're giving yourself the requisite amount of time and investment to be and do all these things you'll meet a worthy mate along the journey if that's what you wish i say this because it will help you identify what's viable and what just isn't Don't let a distraction block your blessing. You may have your heart set on someone, but trying to force, you know, a square peg in a circle, you may be missing out on other opportunities that may be aligned with what you truly desire. One of the greatest lessons I've learned is that love is about falling into something that fits naturally as opposed to forcing things to fit. I've experienced loving people and thinking I could fix or change them into something better, someone I needed, but ultimately we can't make someone love us. Love can't be forced, we can't control it and no amount of force and love and effort on our part can make someone reciprocate what they don't have or want to give. It's funny because we're born And we ultimately, inherently feel love. We know what it is. No one says here, this is what love is. This is how it should feel. We just know. Somehow, somewhere. we just know. And love is embedded in the DNA of most humans. I say most because, whoo, history, history. But for some reason, as we go into adulthood, we forget that love is inherent and natural you know, you shouldn't have to consistently beg for your reasonable needs to be met or change yourself to find or keep love. Love shouldn't be a fight. It should be natural. And to anyone who feels like every day in their current situation comes with strife and struggle and love isn't inherent or natural, I really urge you to choose yourself because that isn't love. When you love someone, you should not be trying to fix them, change them, or do X by this Im- this certain time. You know, love doesn't, or at least shouldn't, come with rules or stipulations. You know, some of my greatest heartaches have come from me trying to love someone into being better for me and for themselves through my actions, my service to them, my care, my endurance, and that is just not how love works. And being someone who is truly in love now and being loved in a way that I never have been before, my eyes are really open to the reality of that. And, you know, someone that you're forcing is never going to feel something they aren't ready to feel. You know, love in and of itself is easy. Yes, life will indeed throw drama, struggle, strife, stress, you know, All of these things will come our way, but the only thing that takes work in love is choosing that person every day through it all. You know, loving isn't and shouldn't be hard. It's super hard knowing that you've done the inner work, introspection, and you know exactly what you want. And it's easy to be tempted to try and accelerate a situation in order for it to catch up to where you already are. You know, getting to know someone new and having to start over isn't easy, but love isn't something you can force or pressure someone into feeling. Nobody should have to force someone to love and appreciate them. That's just not it. It sucks to be the only one making an effort because balance is crucial in any type of relationship. But I think we all know this. When a man is interested, loves you and actually wants to be with you, He'll be willing to do whatever it takes to secure his place and be given the opportunity to add to your happiness. And that's how he'll see it too. If any of you listening are involved with a man who is displaying uncertainty or is inconsistent, don't force things or try to persuade him in any way. That is not your job, sis. You do not want to put yourself in a position to be taken advantage of. And that's pretty much the road it goes down, especially when you're giving and giving and giving, and he knows he's not giving you anything back, and you continually give, hoping for that, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's futile because some people are inherent opportunists and users and will deliberately seek out givers and those who love openly. And this happens in friendships too. So be careful not to fall victim. Okay, so I want to close out with a little quick fire round with you. Um, We've been talking about not forcing things, and I'd like to share some characters that you may have encountered to help you avoid forcing anything if you stumble across these types of men. So the first one is, you know, someone who just got out of a serious relationship. So this guy is single on the market, but by no means is he ready to be in any type of relationship. It's likely he was dumped, because, you know, the dumpy is usually the one who is quick to try and fill the void and jump into a new situ prematurely. You know, this dude hasn't done the introspection or work to grow from his previous situation. Stay clear because you may be a stop on our way to a different destination. The next one is anger management issues, dude. You know, I've had, I've, I've been in situations with guys who went from zero to 100 and I ignored the red flags and it was a bad idea. You know, watch how he reacts. It can be often a draconian and inappropriate response. You know, anyone who is visibly easily angered needs therapy or support to get a handle on that. Watch how they treat people in public so they snap at other drivers, service staff, are they ready to fight people who are looking at you? (laughs) You do not need the hassle of dealing with someone who can't process their feelings maturely before they react. The next one is um, the mind on my money and my money on my mind guy. This guy literally has no identity outside of what he does for a living or how much he makes. Look, ambition and drive is amazing. We all want someone who's ambitious and driven and successful, but having nothing else other than work going on won't bode well if you're trying to compete with his loves, which are work and money. Next is a guy who wants something different to you. You know, what are you looking for in your relationship? Like, what are are your intentions? Like, if you're spending time with someone who doesn't want the same things, that's a recipe for disaster. So let's say you want marriage and you want children someday um figure out if that's what he wants too um because if you're not in alignment you're wasting your time essentially so conversely with the guy who only cares about what he does for a living and the money that he makes there's also the guy that has no ambition i've had a fair few of these in my life um You know, this is someone who has no desire to improve their life. They like where they are. They have no motivation. They're not accountable for their actions. They feel comfortable with where they are and where they are may not be that great. Um, You know, and also be careful if they gaslight you for even mentioning, like, suggesting things. um, To sort of support them and help them figure out where their passions lie. I was going to talk about narcissists. Because I have direct experience of being a survivor of a narc relationship. But I figured I'm going to scale it back and just say, number one, narcissists aren't vain, guys they're not vain, someone who just cares about the way he looks, that's not narcissism. I know society and most people use it for that term, oh he's such a narcissist, he thinks he's so this. No, narcissism is a full-blown personality disorder but that's for another day. So let's talk about the all about him guy. You know it's often very difficult to spot a narcissist because of course we've got the wrong definition floating around Um, but this is because when you first start dating them, they are so attentive, they shower you with compliments, they, they'll they take you out, they will be everything that you assumed you've been looking for and have never had, right? And it's really all about getting you in hook, line and sinker, you appreciating them, it's not really about you. And there's nothing healthy about being in a relationship with a narcissist but that's a again that's a deeper topic and I may if you send me a voice note on anchor if you want me to talk about narcissistic survival because it's real um with narcs people who are all about them it's all about their emotional needs their physical needs they are the sort of people that will be physical with you and it doesn't they don't care about whether you're Enjoying it, or they don't care if you're upset, they don't know how to console you when you're upset. It's all about them, right? So, those are the kind of quick fire <laughs> characters that I want to say stay away. If you're not sure, send me an email on at gmail.com or send me a voice note and anchor. As I said, if you're not sure, I'm here for you. I will listen, I will advise, I will guide because I've been there, I'm sure, right? So I'll definitely close out now and say when love is real, the pieces will fit. There may be times that are hard, there may be conflict, pain, but ultimately things fit together and through it all you keep pushing and choosing one another. You know, getting to know someone and building towards a long-lasting healthy relationship shouldn't be hard and sure as hell shouldn't hurt. The force should not be with you. And if it requires force, it's not right. So don't waste your time on it. Thanks for listening.